0: Happy St. Paddy's Day to you, everyone, and on this week's show, we're going to be kicking around a little bit of news that's come up in the uh, parks on the East and West Coast, and then we're going to jump into a couple of things that uh, Cameron just attended. That was the uh, 20th anniversary of the Indiana Jones Adventure Ride and the um, uh, annual passholder party that he went to. At that party, he recorded some, um, some audio of Tony Baxter. And uh, it was basically an interview that Tony Baxter and Tim O'Day sat down and did, and there was an audience there to see that. It's great, great audio, so you're going to hear that at the end of this show. Just uh, stick around and listen to that. And before we get into that, we're actually going to be talking also about another event that Cameron went to, and that was the um, preview of the Cinderella, uh new Cinderella movie that he went to, the live-action movie. And uh, afterwards, he went to a a party that they had where the stars of the movie actually showed up, and they gave them, it was like a free dessert party. And really, well, it came down to this was not, as I, I think I had previously said, this was not an AP. Our annual passholder party, but it was just uh, thrown out there on Twitter, and uh, it was a blog party, Disney blog party. And so, if you happened to be on and you responded quick enough and got registered, then you were able to go to the party. Uh, I found that to be pretty incredible. So you'll hear uh, you'll hear us talk more about that, and uh, that's what we got for you this week. So I hope everyone's having a good week, and we'll be back with you again soon. Show 318 for the week of March 23rd, 2015. You're listening to The Mouse Moment. Find us at themousemoment.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. back everybody On this show we're going to be talking uh, uh, Some Disneyland information About a couple events that, um, that Cameron just visited One of those was the Cinderella The movie Cinderella preview party uh, I guess it would be a preview or a post view I guess uh, No it was
1: preview, it's not even out
0: well, Okay It'll be out when the show comes out But, but it's not out really technically now. you guys saw the movie before the um, before you went to the party, correct? Yes, correct Okay that's yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Um, okay, so uh, let's see here. So we're gonna go over that, and then we're going to go over the another AP. These are both annual pass holder parties too, so they're no, exclusive. No, they're not.
1: The Cinderella one was not.
0: It was not.
1: No, that was general public.
0: Did you? Okay, we gotta go into that, Morrison. That even intrigues me more. Okay, so uh, the other thing that we're gonna be talking about then, and we're gonna play you a long portion of audio. Uh, is the 20th anniversary of the Indiana Jones Adventure attraction in Disneyland. And the audio that we're going to play you is a little sit-down that they had with Tony Baxter and Tim O'Day. Uh, Tim was actually there to interview Tony. So uh, it's a fun, fun interview. The audio is quite long, but I found it really great. I've actually listened to it twice. So I love listening to Tony. I've said over and over again, if they put him on a tour across the United States, I would pay to go see him. So, anywhere. So, I would love to just go and sit and listen to him talk. So, anyway, uh, so Cameron, how are, how are things? Good,
1: busy. It was busy with these two things coming up last week. It's crazy.
0: Good. Yeah.
1: Luckily, this week I haven't touched the parks because. Yes. It
0: yeah, it's crazy there. Um, right yeah. I would go into news, but I'm going to do that on uh, the next show. There's actually quite a bit of news coming out. Uh, so, actually, we could go into one thing. They just announced the twenty uh, four hour party today yes. for uh for Disneyland and for Disney World. And they're basically gonna happen on the same date. I so hope that they might try the sixty hour thing, but it doesn't appear that's going to happen.
1: They can't do
0: that. No, they're I think they're <laughs> just probably saving their energy for Oh, well, they're
1: uh, saving their cast members from quitting, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, and you would understand that. Me, I'm yeah. yeah, I'm more like, Oh yeah, hey, let's just uh make a go of it here and So technically I would be sitting – I would be Walt sitting in a park with no help.
1: (laughs) Overtime, guys. Overtime. Yes. Think about the children.
0: Think about the children. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so – okay. So let's get get rolling here. Let's start out with uh, some talk on the the Cinderella party. All right. So you – Threw, threw me a, a curveball there a little bit on saying, I thought this was an AP party, and you're saying it was not.
1: No, and I didn't know either way. Well, actually, I, never mind. I, I didn't know because of the tweets. This is how I found out about it. This Disneyland, you know, and like Disneyland Today, they will have these tweets where I click on this link, and you get to go to this screening, this preview, this, you know, whatever, before it starts. and some A lot of times, it's just a park event. This time, it was a movie. Well, actually, they do movies too a lot. I'm sorry. They did. We went to the Big Hero Six one. Remember that? Yeah. So yeah, it was this article, and you had to do it right away because it was out in 20 minutes. 20 minutes just sold out. It was completely sold out well, because it
0: it was a free. I of... think
1: it's because yeah, and I do remember this. When you sign up, you put your name, your address, your driver's license number, and they didn't ask for a pass holder number at all. So I was like, oh. So it must be for everybody then. Because it was at the AMC Theater. We did not go into the parks at all for this.
0: And so, Because I saw people tweeting online, how in the heck could I have gotten into this thing? Right. Uh, or well, it, tried- it was
1: kind of confusing because I didn't know if it was put together because the studio puts together things that, like events and then the animation studio and then the parks. These are all different kind of entities within Disney. And it's funny because there was a guy hosting this event and he was kind of like a liaison between The parks and the movie, excuse me. And I think what they were doing is just like kind of a dual branding sort of thing. I don't know how they do it because they have so many different entities. I'm not sure
0: how they keep track of all that. So what happened first is you saw the movie, correct? Yes,
1: saw the movie at first. And they encouraged you to dress up, and there were people dressed to the nines, and I didn't understand why they would said that. Because in the invitation it said, stay tuned after it because we're going to go to a royal ball, like Cinderella, you know? So we went inside the AMC theater, and it was pretty – It was pretty, um, what do you call it? There was just a lot of people in suits around, and there was cameras everywhere. So I think it was all for the blog or something. I'm not sure. Promotions. I mean, I don't know if I'll be on TV. I wasn't interviewed, so hopefully.
0: Okay. <laughs> Who knows what will happen?
1: We had to sign a bunch of
0: waivers. That, so that you wouldn't talk about the movie, correct?
1: No, it was like uh, likeness waivers really so they could film you and everything yeah they didn't do this for the big hero 6 one it was really strange it was like a waiver so they could film you and do all this stuff and they for big hero 6 they took away our phones this time they did not it was strange it's like they wanted they encouraged you kind of to right after movie ends get your phone and tweet about it and you know, share it on social media your opinion all that stuff
0: and so, okay, so you saw the movie. What did you think? of Saw the movie?
1: the movie and Frozen Fever. Saw both
0: of them. Oh, okay. So, well, okay. Tell me what you thought of Frozen Fever.
1: Frozen Fever, I actually really liked, and I kind of liked it because Adina Menzel sings throughout the whole thing. You know, in the movie, she's kind of hidden. It's all about like Anna and Kristoff trying to find. You know. huh. What's her name? And not Adina Menzel. Elsa. Sorry, I get their names mixed up. Yeah, I'll- but they're trying to find her, so she's barely in it, and she's a singer. And I was like, ah, oh, would be. I wish she would have sang more in it. This thing, she kind of sings the entire time. Her character is more fleshed out in it, too. It's kind of good to see her all of it. And it was pretty good, you know.
0: And how long was it?
1: Um, I don't know, like five minutes.
0: Okay. Yeah. And everybody seemed to enjoy it?
1: Yeah, everybody liked it. My, nope. my sister loves
0: Frozen. So oh, good. The but there weren't any groans left. in the audience or anything?
1: No. No, good. not at all. Actually, when... We didn't know we were going to see it. So when he said, oh, you get Steve Frozen fever, the whole theater cheered loud. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess this is not a problem.
0: Good. Good. Yeah. Well, so there is some buzz out there. It is not. Uh...
1: I think people are more tired of the park stuff. Yeah. Rather than the movie stuff.
0: Yeah. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Okay. So, uh, so you liked the short, and what did you think of the movie itself?
1: Cinderella was actually really, really good. I was really surprised how much I liked it. It was just really well done. The visuals were stunning. You actually cared about all the characters. And there's just this lesson throughout it, like, cause they're being so mean to her. You know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, they go out of their way and like, she's strong because she's trying to, she has to stay nice in the face of all this anger. Like, and you so, want to smack these people. You want to get angry back, but it's
0: kind of, and, and it was, I mean, you felt that way even in the animated one. Yeah. Of and of it's it done here. like in really real well. Yeah. Um, okay, because I, I I had heard basically the movie does not deviate from the story at all, really.
1: No, not at all. Okay. Everybody's just really good in it. I, even the Wicked Stepsisters and, oh, Helena Bonham Carter as the fairy godmother is just hilarious. She does a great job. She's oh, funny. And great. she's actually like, you know, a light, nice character, not, you know, scary and like, you know, Beatrix Lestrange where she's trying to kill Harry Potter, you know.
0: And so, how did they do with effects and stuff in it?
1: Oh, those, they were perfect.
0: It was good. Good, good. Yeah, good. yeah I
1: recommend good. everybody see it. There's little nuances in it I don't want to kind of give away because yeah. I went in, I mean, I didn't necessarily want to see this in the theater, you know what I mean? I get it's Disney, and I, I just don't, you
0: know. Yeah, I know. Just,
1: I don't go to movies unless they're on DVD or they really yeah, good.
0: That's pretty much, yeah. You know what Where I mean? Where I'm at, I'm going to break that rule though for Tomorrowland.
1: Right. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, I was really surprised how much I like it. I highly recommend it. Even okay. for you, even for guys, you know, I'm a 30 year old guy, and I liked it. So.
0: Cool. Uh, okay, so after the party, then I mean, after the movie, then how? I mean, were did this all happen in the same building where the party and the movie was at?
1: No, we were herded to the herded. Sorry. Well, it to is to the kind Di- of Disneyland Hotel ballroom. Oh. So we went to there, awesome. and then there was this whole neat setup, and you see, in in the video, we have a video up. You see me go in. There's this guy kind of welcoming everybody,
0: and I might. And he rob didn't some seem to audio. be a want
1: on camera. I didn't. He kind of looked at the camera, and then looked away. Yeah.
0: Yes, I did he did. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna like, rob okay, some dude, of that. They told
1: us to get our phones out. You I'm gonna, gonna
0: rob you? some of that audio out and play it in here out of the video. So. Tonight, so just saw
2: the movie and they loved it. <laughs> Oh, um, well,
3: it was magical, a bit like tonight. This is so nice. Thank you for welcoming us like that. Thank thank you. Yeah, thanks, Andrea. was very, very, very special. I felt like a real princess, and I got to wear that
2: dress, which is, let me tell you, something very, very wonderful. So, um, speaking of Disney princesses, do you have any memories of Disney princesses yourself when you were a child? Yeah, I remember them. I, I had the dresses, and I dressed up just like these guys, and I, I had little plastic glasses that my mom used to make me
4: take off before I um, walked up and down the stairs, so I would trip and break my neck. <laughs> and I had a Princess Jasmine costume that my grandma made me, and
3: I
5: loved all the songs. I used to sing all the songs, and
2: yeah. And now you are a Disney
0: princess. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and,
1: and then you go in. There's like live violins and live music,
0: and, and honestly, it, just, it reminded me of the uh, Frozen uh, summer. Yeah. The what was it summer Frozen live event? It was we the to?
1: dessert premiere party thing.
0: Okay, and yeah. and this was free, and so yeah, been, it
1: was just you had to be one of the first people to do it.
0: And so the d- desserts did they remind you a lot of what we uh, had? Of course, they, they didn't had, have. they had
1: them. like Cinderella themed cupcakes, and they had little cookies. It's
0: kind of all your worst nightmare, right? Yeah. Did you eat anything? They had
1: coffee. I had coffee.
0: There we go. No punch or anything they like had that. They had
1: drinks. No, they had drinks. I, okay. I, didn't, I didn't drink the drinks drink. <laughs> But it was mostly like desserts, and it was like a little. Like a,
0: well, that's. I think it's really great that they actually did it for free. I mean, yeah. you really can't complain.
1: No, no, so. it was perfect. I mean, and then what happened was in the middle of the thing, the movie stars actually showed up, and we were all like, oh, my God. And, like, Cinderella and Prince Charming, you know.
0: They actually, they were yeah, there, made an appearance. the actual
1: so. actors, and I got a little video of this, too. I wasn't ready for it. I wish it was closer, but I was like, wow. Actually, I, I thought was, they'd bring yeah. out the character, maybe, of Cinderella and Prince Charming out. That would make more sense to me, but they were like, they're here, and the whole room just went, ah, you know.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Everybody seemed a little stunned. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess it is surprising that they actually showed up to this thing. Yeah, that was really
1: neat. Actually, I'm glad that they did that. Especially
0: because it was a free event. So I, I don't, I think that's amazing that they did all that and and they didn't try to make any money off of it. So. No, and it
1: was nothing like Big Hero Six. Like I said, I've been to two of these, and this, the Big Hero Six was exclusively for pass holders. And then we got a Baymax thing, but it was it was a lot different. It was different.
0: Okay. Well I will have laced some uh uh audio from the video into what we've been talking about here. So um so anyway, everybody just I say go out there onto the mouse moment, uh check out the video or go to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash these amazing places and check out the video for that we also have a little video from what we're about to talk about and then play audio from we do not have video from the Tony Baxter um, presentation but we have some video of a band which I want to ask you about and a couple other things that went on looks like to kind of start the evening out and that evening happened to be the 20th anniversary uh, party get together for uh, the 20th anniversary for the Adventures of Indiana Jones attraction And so, uh, this was an AP event, correct?
1: Yes, this was an AP event.
0: And you still had to go online, you still had to register? Yeah, to go online,
1: you had to register, and it was over two days, so.
0: Oh, it was, was okay.
1: But Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: Okay, and so, break it down here, what all did you do with this thing?
1: Um, this was a different party, it was at the same time, usually it's after the park closes, and it's usually until midnight, um, Usually, the parties have like a bunch of character meet and greets, and it's throughout the whole park. This one did, as it was only on the west side of the park, and Critter Country was closed, so it was just concentrated over there. And there was a panel, and no character meet and greets. So the big thing was the panel with Tony Baxter.
0: Yeah, the panel—it's <laughs> just great stuff. Yeah, I was—I
1: really wanted to do it, and I was really like kind of concerned about. It being crowded, and honestly, as soon as the, you know it went to eight o'clock, I was like, "We gotta head over there and see what's up." And there was already a huge line.
0: So there is a lot of interest in this guy still. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh So tell me about the party. Who was this band that we see in the video so much of? Um. know it reminded I, me. Of, I,
1: oh man, they had their names. I totally don't remember.
0: Yeah, but the the band reminded the me the Fez
1: band or something. Yeah. It was called the, it was something it, with which, the Fez
0: because they're wearing Fez.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious, and like I wasn't expecting this because the the panel was in Frontierland, so you had to walk from Frontierland to you know Adventureland to see the stuff. And there's really nothing else except for what's cool was there was 1930s music playing in every part of the park, like you were in 1935. You know what I mean? Just like the ride is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was playing like old jazz and stuff. It was really neat.
0: And so the ride so, was probably packed on this night.
1: Yeah, and that's the, that's the only thing about the party is like we didn't go on. Any, I didn't go on any rides because it was just packed. Yeah, because it was like well, how many rides were open? Maybe the Pirates Haunted Mansion, probably six. So, and then Crater Country is closed, so you lose two rides there. I mean, I wish it would. They would have had one or two meet and
0: to, you know, direct. I them, you know what so. though? It reminds me a little bit by your description of like what the not so scary party is like. But, yeah, that's true. Music themed. And, I, and liked,
1: I, I liked I liked, that it was themed. I liked yeah. that. You'll see, Um, oh, I didn't get the guy on the ball, huh? It was too dark. There was a guy standing on like a ball, like Indiana Jones.
0: Like dude. the big rock that rolled in Indiana? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So like he was standing on it and there was that band, the Fez band. And they were playing like, what, what would you call the kind of music? Like elevator uh, music? I don't know.
0: No, no, no. It's not elevator <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, so it's kind of a Well, the first
1: of, song is just like no singing. It's, it's just kind
0: of like, like jazz fusion, kind of. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I would call it.
1: And they're they're interesting. And then they play the swing song on the second song. I like that
0: one. Yeah, and so tell me something. Uh, the lady who kept dancing in front of you?
1: No, guest. That was a guest.
0: <laughs> it was a guest, correct? Yep. Okay, yep. I just had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so I think somebody probably had a little... Too much to drink or something. Yeah, anyway, or something. Yeah, whatever. She was having a good time. Yeah, her, exactly. Her and, outfit fit right in, so... Right. I mean, she really, she did dress the part. So yeah. I, I thought that was kind of fun. Um,
1: yeah, and it's good they had a band, and then, and then the I'll get to the next part of the video. Or you should play this part first, because I won't be able to see it. Which part? The The fight. What happens is, after the band, they were they cut off the band, and they were like, okay, we gotta take a break. And I knew there was a reason why, because... He was talking to somebody off, you know what I mean, between songs for a while. And they went to another song, and then this music starts up, like you know Indiana Jones music. I'm like, oh, it's just for the ride. And then you see people running, and you're like, what the heck is going on? And like, you know, right next to the ride is the Tarzan's treehouse. I didn't catch him going up there, but like, Indiana Jones was fighting with one of these guys for like, you know, an, an artifact or whatever. They they were just. It was like the stunt show, you know what I mean? And but so, it was like happening right in front of you. It was and where cool. was
0: this bridge? Is it over top of the ride?
1: That is, no, it's Tarzan's Treehouse. It's the bridge. Are like you If you go it? to our Tarzan Treehouse video, it's that bridge. Yeah,
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool.
1: I was like, oh, this is neat, you know?
0: Yeah, because it fell right into the theming of Indiana Jones. <laughs> yep.
1: And yeah. I was like, I wish they'd had a meet and greet with him. Unless they did and I just didn't see it. I didn't see one at all. Because he had grabbed the idol, he went down the tree, and he just went backstage.
0: Yeah. 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 So, I, and so that was just a quick little like skit thing that they kind of. Yeah,
1: deal. it was pretty neat. I don't. Mean, I don't know how often they did it, or I don't know if we just got lucky and saw it. That was pretty cool. Well, that
0: was fun. And yeah. so, uh, so technically, uh, other than that, then so was Tony Baxter the next night, or was it on that night?
1: Uh, he was on twice each night, one at nine and one at ten thirty. Wow. I knew I had to catch the early one because he's fresh, you know, which cool is like the first one, the early one, he's fresh, you know. Yeah, and then he had just come from the studio, and you'll hear that—you heard that in the audio, right? He just come from the studio. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool.
0: And so, uh, honestly, I've seen—I think one video out there that Inside the Magic put out of this, but the uh, the video was not good.
1: Ah, I don't know why he did that. Honestly, th- you couldn't take a video of this thing without annoying people. Well,
0: I mean, and that's probably why the video was not good. It was very blurry and stuff. Right. And so, technically, the great thing about this is hearing the audio and hearing them talk. Well, you
1: know what I did on purpose, like. Because we'd actually got a bag gotten of popcorn it's enough to get in the first part of the crowd, okay, so i I was looking for speakers. I was like okay, i'm going to sit right in the path of one of the speakers, and I got to find them, so I found it and just sat right in front of it
0: That's awesome,
1: so you get like good, it's good, it sounds really good, I mean, well, yeah, I just do it twice, that's cool.
0: Just hearing he and he spoke, man, about so many really well. Everybody's going to get to hear this. So many awesome things about yeah. the making of the uh, of the attraction itself.
1: He's honest about everything. The yeah, whole
0: Jeep thing—it's hilarious. Yeah, he's so honest about so many things when it comes to Disney. He—it's uh, not like he's running the company down, but he's very just real about the fact that hey, we're Imagineers, and this is what we love to do, and this is what Disney does, and this is the you know the real side. Of, of how disney operates and stuff i don't i enjoyed the presentation a lot so like i said i would get i would pay to go see this guy talk about this yeah, and
1: you'll more. you'll learn a lot of stuff like i wish i wish i don't know if i saw that ice machine thing that they talk about in there but man i might have you know what i mean because i was there when it oh, like for soft opening well and,
0: and I, I did hear them make mention to the card
1: Yes, um, and the card the, the Maroglyphics you know,
0: yeah. they said something about too. they were giving those decoder cards away again on that evening,
1: yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't the same it was right. it was eh,
0: yeah, you got these well, it.
1: it wasn't sponsored, so it wasn't like a cardboard, it was more like paper, yeah, but it's still, it still was, was sweet. I was yeah. like dang
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great, that's great, yeah, so i I don't know, I see these events, and I think, wow, you know, even if they did charge money and had special drinks and really made it into that kind of an evening i I'd go to it. I think of it if Yeah, they, but I don't
1: think they should do that. Honestly.
0: No, I, I know. What's difficult. Good. I mean, you couldn't like if you wanted to do a Pirates of the Caribbean thing, you know, for that, you can't turn the whole park into Pirates. So you're talking about Adventureland and that's about it. And so in some ways I think that would be cool, but I know they I they wonder just, if there was
1: a reason why they kept it to that side of the park, too.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they had another party going on, on the other side yeah, of the park. Yeah,
1: that's that's what I'm wondering.
0: Corporate party or something, yeah. You know and so well
1: you know what okay this is gonna sound weird the same day as the cinderella preview that night there was an a, that event the wednesday it was the same day wow and what happened the movie stars went into the park and took pictures in front of the castle that night at the party and i was thinking like wow that's interesting because that part of the park is closed even the pass holders that are going to that party they would just cut it off you know you can't go through the castle you can't go anywhere you know
0: huh yeah, that's yeah. So so they did have several things going on.
1: Yeah, exactly actually. So
0: that that's cool. So yeah, the, yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah, like they reused the
1: Cinderella event and then there were people going from the Cinderella event to the 20 years of adventure event. It's kind of crazy. And
0: everything is furry. I just that just blows me away. Yeah. Well, mean, they
1: had previews of Cinderella in Walt Disney World.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they did in Hollywood Studios, I think. Yeah. And they brought the carriage in from the movie.
1: No, they had a preview, though, at the Downtown Disney. Oh, okay. Actually. Okay. Yeah. They had one, too. But they have something else there, right?
0: Uh, they have a. Th- Wait, you mean as far as a the theater?
1: Don't they have, like, a sneak or something, like two minutes? I
0: don't uh, know. they did. I thought that they played a, a sneak for it in Hollywood Studios at one point. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. They didn't do anything like what you went to, that's for sure. <laughs> no, but I think we love, talked to,
1: They love Disneyland. Well,
0: but we talked about that a little bit before. Um, that it's much easier to pull that off in Disneyland because of all the locals, and I mean, for somebody like me who can be, you know, I'm an A- AP holder, you know, annual pass holder, but I'm 900 miles away, and I'm not going to jump on an airplane to fly all the way there just to yeah, see, see Cinderella. Right, exactly, right, exactly. So, and I think that they are trying to build up. See, I, there's two sides. Uh, to they this, should I
1: mean. do something. Yeah, they, I, they could have done the event without stars.
0: I so. would rather if they're going to do that for the locals that they not then rob the discounts that I get as an annual pass holder uh, just so that they can do events for locals. Does that make sense? Right, right. Yeah, and so I'd rather keep the discounts and forget about the uh, special presentations. I guess if I want to see those, then I'll come Maybe out Maybe that's Disneyland. probably what
1: they're doing because we don't get the same discounts for not having a Disneyland passport. Well, disney it right. doesn't
0: matter. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't think – I've never checked, but I don't believe there's any discounts uh, for you to go and stay at the uh, – Grand Californian or Disneyland Hotel or Paradise Pier? They
1: have seasonal discounts.
0: Okay, but nothing for just annual pass holders out there, no, it's, right?
1: And it's, and it's like, you know, 20% so you don't pay the tax or
0: something. Oh, yeah. well Okay. All well, right, well, I guess we should probably move on to the audio. Right, we're so. starting
1: another subject. So.
0: Yeah, I know. So yeah, let's not do that. It's not on this one. The audio well, is we're, much we we're, we're,
1: so. we're always unhinged without having <laughs> <avenue. laughs>
0: We have nobody to keep this uh, this thing Jeez, on the, the tracks. So, all right. So, everybody, uh, enjoy, this, um, enjoy this audio. And uh, just remember, Cameron worked his butt off to get the footage that you see from the Cinderella party and uh, to gather up this audio. Uh, this stuff all takes a lot of work, and I'm sure it's a lot of fun, but it also takes a lot of work. So, let's give a big hand there to Cameron. Yeah, thank you. Poor little hand.
1: It's. I had to so think about it. I had to wait an hour in line for Cinderella and an hour in line for Tony Baxter.
0: And make sure that you were able to register for all of this stuff i mean quickly and believe me i did see the complaints online from people that said i can't ever get registered for one of these events so what you pulled off is probably next to a miracle you just gotta as soon as you see the
1: tweet as soon as you see the link just go for it you
0: know that's cool type
1: type fast
0: all right everybody hey enjoy this audio um i'm going to be listening to it again as it runs by and especially as i'm uh, editing out this show. So enjoy and we will be back with you soon. I believe with a uh, an annual pass holder show. I'm going to try to do one like we just did for Universal and uh, I'm going to show you how you can save the entire cost of an annual pass to uh, Disney World uh just in 4 days. And you can lengthen that out if you need to or whatever, but you can do it in 4 days and not break the bank. So anyway, uh that'll probably be our next show unless things change. And so we'll be back with you uh, again soon. Say bye.
2: Bye.
5: see what I can
6: do. Now just, where's the
5: It puts them right in the middle of a thrilling Indiana Jones
2: adventure. For me, it just reminded me of, uh, I guess, the one, that one, the Temple of Doom, I guess, that, that's the one, the Indiana Jones film that
4: I remember. I just felt like I was sort of inside that set. Myra is very seductive very difficult not to look into her
5: eyes once the celebrities found Indiana Jones escape was only temporary just like in the movies as a gigantic rolling boulder threatened to flatten them and their vehicle it was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, 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 my, my knees are wobbly that's always a good uh, you know a, a good test I had the wobbly knees and uh, my heart's beating and, and I'm an old man so I love this it's surreal I mean it really is. There's nothing like that on the planet. (laughs) They capped off their day with a spectacular private party in Adventureland. The Indiana Jones Adventure officially opens to the public on March 3rd.
3: Be a common last name, Jones.
2: Yeah, Jones,
3: But this was an uncommon day.
2: Anybody named
3: Jones better identify themselves right now. Today, it paid off to be a Jones. Some 2,000 Southern Californians named Jones were honored in a special parade at the happiest place on earth. Now, if you're a Jones, your hero might be Indiana Jones who today fought off the bad guys, allowing the 2,000 Joneses to ride the biggest attraction in Disneyland's 40-year history. It's called, ironically, the Indiana Jones Adventure, Temple of the Forbidden Eye. The first group to ride the new attraction was, appropriately, a Jones family from Indiana, who won a radio (laughs) promotion for being
4: the most adventurous Jones in Indianapolis. Uh, As early as 1987, we started talking with George Lucas about doing a theme park ride based on uh, these movies, bringing an action-adventure movie to life. Now, it wasn't until about 1992 that this new state-of-the-art technology that you experience today uh, came into fruition and we were actually able to marry the two and create the Indiana Jones adventure. We have live fireballs, which are indoors, which go off uh, repeatedly every 18 seconds. Uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of unusual effects involving falling rubble and bugs crawling along the walls, rats trying to hijack into your vehicle, and then of course the ride vehicle itself is new technology.
0: We've given the,
3: the show producer the ability to program in a personality for each vehicle. So each vehicle has its own personality. And if you, if you watch the vehicle in front of you go through the ride, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll follow the same path or have the same experience. There's 24 speakers on the vehicle, two for each guest. Front wheel drive, high beams and low <laughs> beams. 20 feet per second, maximum speed. Uh, this vehicle is a is a rubber-tired vehicle and it rides on these rubber tires. If you had a large extension cord, you could drive this vehicle to your local McDonald's.
4: One of our contractors was concerned about cracking a, uh, in the concrete and was concerned about joints. And we said, we want it to look <laughs> old. So we <laughs> wanted it to crack, so that was kind of Probably propun- somebody does not hear every day. No, no. In fact, the older it looks, the better. How long is the line going to be? Well, the line might be long, but we've made it very interesting. Just like the movies, you're going to encounter a lot of uh, discovery, uh, maybe even some booby traps. But just like Indiana Jones, you're going to make it through. So we've made the cube the very interesting for you. Before people can get to this temple, Skip, they're going to have to wait a bit. Mm -hmm. What are you doing here at Disneyland to make that wait a little bit more tolerable?
5: We're trying to entertain them by taking them back to 1935, and they're going back to an archaeological camp that Indiana Jones has set up here to do the research on this temple. And what we try to do is we set you up through this camp. You wind around through these incredible columns and things. Yes, and we've also invented an alphabet that we call the Mara alphabet, where there's several little inscriptions on the wall. As you go through the queue, that you can decipher, and you can get all sorts of little messages about them. Tell me about this over here. This, this vehicle cool. we found in a prop house in England, and we discovered that this was the truck that actually was used in the Indiana Jones film Raiders of the Lost Ark. This truck actually ran over Harrison Ford, or at least
4: this is the oh I remember that, or, that scene the end.
5: Double, sure. for sure. Or at least a stunt double, for sure. So we're really excited to find that, adds a little bit of authenticity to this. What we really try to do in this attraction is put you into one of the Indiana Jones films. You're not just watching it, you're participating.
4: The Indiana Jones adventure was created with state-of-the-art systems. They allow the ride to change, the paths vary, Indy's warnings differ, and the explosions are on and off in thousands of subtle combinations.
5: wanted to give a sense of reality to the temple, to the ride, to the action, everything that happens. We wanted to make you feel that you were on the edge of something happening that really shouldn't happen. And so we tried to do that.
3: I now want to introduce somebody who's going to make that wait for you much easier. This is Chuck Ballou, one of the set designers. Yes, sir. You did some of this
0: stuff. My uh, specialty was uh, murals, uh, sculptures, that sort of, uh, small details, loaded this place up with details to try to help tell the story of the temple, uh, to get people prepared for (laughs) the doom that waits within. This obelisk was sculpted by the ancient sculptors as a warning of what would happen to you if in fact you did look into the eye of Mara. You guys had some
3: fun with the hieroglyphics, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I helped to develop a, uh, basically the alphabet we call Mara Glyphics after the god Mara. For instance, in the queue here, this uh, piece of verbiage says, Only one spring can restore youth and vigor.
5: And below it says, Choose wisely. And these are directly
3: over the drinking fountains. <laughs> Last promised, I have here the president of Disney Imagineering, Marty Squar. And, Marty, a 40 year veteran of the park. You were here a month before the park opened on July 17th, 1955. Tell me a little bit about the attraction. What makes it so unique? Well, I think this is the first time really that we've been able to uh, program uh, a ride to do different things as you go through it. So if you ride it uh, today and come back, get in line again and go back, it'll be
0: different the next time you ride it. And you know, it's the marriage of great story with new technology that hasn't existed before.
3: Was it an idea that kind of had to wait until technology caught up with it? I mean, you have the ride and the computer programming and and the audio animatronics. I mean, I I was on it twice. It's fabulous. And I was just thinking when I was going through all the work that had to go into that to coordinate all that technology. Well, we started on this seven years ago actually designing the ride system because uh, something like that didn't exist. And
0: once, it took us about three years before we really felt confident enough to even begin developing the story that went around the ride system. So uh, that was probably the most unique thing about it, uh, uh, figuring all that out. And then as it developed, we got more and more confident of being able to do all these improvisations and different uh, uh, changes as you actually go through it each time.
3: family for joining us tonight as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Indiana Jones adventure now to continue our celebration we are proud to present an exclusive presentation on bringing this Disneyland classic to life please give a warm welcome to our special guests popular Disney historian author and event host Tim O'Day and Disney legend Tony Baxter
7: Yeah, it is. It, it brings fun. back a lot of memories, you know. Like wow, it's... I'm looking out here. Look at all the fedoras. Look at everybody. The whips. There are a few. Yikes. Okay. Tony was trying the whip backstage. You didn't bring yeah, it out. I know. And if I look uncomfortable sitting here, you know why now. Too many <laughs> things to carry, you know. I had uh, microphones and glasses. And yeah, we have like to get the... comfortable. Don't mind us. Yeah. How's your night so far? Yeah. All, all right. good? Boom. We well, gotta
2: make it
7: yeah. better. Yeah. How many have been on indie so far tonight? Yeah. No, not tonight. Not yet. How many of you are gonna go on indie tonight? Yeah. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Now I am sitting here with a bona fide, I never knew what that word meant, but it's really fun to say. Bona fide movie fan. Yes, I am. Absolutely. The largest (laughs) collection of Blu-rays and DVDs, I think, in Anaheim. (laughs) We were just talking about your Blu-rays, that they're now shiny Frisbees. No, those are Laserdiscs. That's right, Laserdiscs.
6: Yeah, I have
7: those, too. so.
6: (laughs) So, and amongst your favorite movies? Well, I think it would have to be Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I think the day we saw that, we snuck out of WDI, it was in the afternoon, and they were having a sneak preview we found out about over in Pasadena. We had to sit through Excalibur, which was interminable, and we were sailing popcorn I boxes. I liked Excalibur. <laughs> well, when you knew you were going to see a Spielberg Lucas film, after that was over, it was hard, and I'd seen it already. Oh. So after the indie screening, we sat there, numb in the seats, and we just thought, I remember we said, what if that was a Disney film, and what if we had a ride vehicle that could deliver uh, the impact and the energy that the film had? And then we looked at each other. This was Skip Lang, who became the art director, and myself, and we just said, "Well, that'll never happen."
7: <laughs> go figure. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, yeah. Right. go figure.
6: And that was when. That was. Late that was 80s? 1981. Yeah. Around in 1981. Yeah. And it actually it took us. Uh, a good 10 years to actually come up with a ride system that would do that, actually add something new that had never been done before. And that was, you know, we think of tools like lighting and uh, sound and music that help intensify the story. But the vehicles, pretty much like Small World and The Haunted Mansion and Pirates, they just flow through and they don't really add another dimension to the emotional impact. But when a snake comes out at you in Indy, You know, the whole vehicle gives you an emotional reaction to it, so that was
2: cool.
7: So we were were talking earlier about when people talk of Indiana Jones, you kind of have preconceived ideas of what that is. Well, you know, we come to you folks, um, and to get, not for the answers,
6: but to make sure we're on the right track. And we found a fun little piece here that was from that era where we went out into Disneyland and asked day visitors Mm -hmm. back in that era. what they might see or expect to find in an Indiana Jones attraction if we built one. And we're gonna let you see some of that. Yeah,
7: pay very careful attention to these answers. Yes. Some might repeat, others are different. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at <laughs> that. Let's watch.
4: If we were to build an Indiana Jones attraction, what would you expect that? Oh, through caves, down a slide, horrible things happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to have that thing with the big rock rolling yeah. down the little chute. Snake. Snake. How
7: about that big ball, oh, that big rock? Yeah.
4: You know that scene in the first Indiana Jones
2: where that
3: big huge ball is rolling down? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'd have to have snakes,
5: bugs. Going so, like,
2: through where Somebody he has the fast. big ball rolling. in. I like that big ball that goes after you. <laughs>
4: like,
2: like snakes. <laughs> that's robs that, things that <laughs> roll at you and just
7: really wild. I <laughs> think that's pretending like, things, like you're going to go on a fire, but when you really
4: go in it, squad things like something. We'll have to have the snake pit. Right?
5: Enslaved children. <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: Anybody else?
5: No, that would be
2: enough for That would be for us, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we
7: were pretty good. We got most of those in there, don't you think? You know? How many of you would have said enslaved children right off the middle? <laughs> yes, okay, so they'll, they'll keep raising your hand. Who said that? You can go now. <laughs> this is Disneyland. Yeah, this is Disneyland.
6: So here's a rendering done by Brian Jowers that shows you just about everything. The kitchen sink included. And I guess how do I do this? Thing? Oh I got it. Okay, well, I oh, point it no. Just point lessons I don't want to advance the right there. Okay. The little lessons brains, and lasers, the lasers, right? The little All star. Right. So let's play. Where's Waldo in this? Um, you know, we had no budget at this time. You get to play at first where they say, Do what your heart's desire. You know, this is fun fun. So you can see the Jeep right there. Or right, excuse me, then. Troop transport. transport yeah. We do not have an official deal with the uh, <laughs> Jeep
7: Tony, don't say Jeep, Tony. Yeah, right. Don't mention the Jeep people.
6: Okay, now, if
2: you,
7: <laughs> if you really look hard, you can see the jungle crews going through the, the ride. A
6: mm. Wait a
2: minute,
7: and this, this rendering is so authentic, you can actually hear the train. That's right.
2: <laughs> there it
6: is. Right there. So it's imagine that noise. And uh, it would be traveling right through that upper level, and then the most obvious one of all is the mine car ride, which you can see in the loop running right through here. Wouldn't that have been an amazing thing to do?
7: Oh yeah. Okay. But you like the one that's
2: here, right? Yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Get them all excited. I know. I know. I, you know,
6: it was a fun time. Yeah. Move the slide. Yeah. Move it. Next. Okay. So we were doing a little project at the same time that we were doing Indiana Jones. It was called Disneyland Paris. How many have been to our park over there? There's a few. The people okay. who
7: also like enslaved children.
6: Yeah. they They were over there. Now, um, Herbie Ryman had finished all the artwork that he had done for us in Paris and he said, I have some free time. What would you like me to do? And we said, Well, we're really hoping we can get something going with Indiana Jones. So this was just about the last artwork that Herbie ever did for Imagineering. And here are three pieces. Uh, Before we even had an idea of what it was going to be about, it was just that with the Star Wars uh, licensing uh, with Lucasfilm, we also got this guy thrown in. And truth be told, I like kind of Indy better than Han, but uh, that's me. Oh, I didn't hear anyone applaud, so. <laughs> You're all looking forward to next year's treat,
7: huh? Yeah. I, yeah. All right, boy, you know, it's, it's nine o'clock. They'll get excited about anything at I nine know. o'clock. I know, okay. You're wow. are here for Indiana Jones. Next right. year's treat? Well, let's, let's talk about this, this next rendering, which yeah. I had never seen before. Very, very odd. What is this? Yeah. Okay, this story. is
6: the fountain of youth. Uh, we began playing around with why is everybody going to this temple? What is the point? And so we, we started thinking about what are some of the great things of, of, of mythology that uh, would motivate the guests? And the first one that came to mind was finding the eternal youth, the fountain of youth. And so this is one of Brian Jowers' early on uh, concepts for that. And if you look again, where is Waldo? Time. If you look up there, there's Indy the, uh, with a torch looking down on the scene. I just Alex, who put this show together, Alex Williams, uh, pointed that out to me, and I said, I don't think I remember seeing that when we, we did it.
7: Now, at this point in, in this rendering, yeah, the, the guests on the attraction are kind of passive. Yeah. They're not really engaged in no, the No, and if you go to the
6: next one, I think you'll see um, another example of that. This was before we had developed the idea of having a Mara, that you actually threatened her uh her rules uh in this case we just watched indy do what he did in the film and this is a sketch a very beautifully done sketch by brian with the thuggies and we kind of mixed the first film and the second one Doom, together Uh, and we have indy taking the idol off the plinth and setting into motion the cacophony of things that would come after you but it's also kind of a book report and i'm not a fan of book report rides i like it where like peter pan is my favorite Early ride where you walk you leave the bedroom and come on, everybody, here we go, and you experience the adventure and it's happening to you. And so we did this, and it sort of told us, you know, we really need to find a way of having the guests be responsible for all of the calamities that uh, occur. So you know.
2: So we, it's their fault. Yeah, it's your fault. Okay.
7: Well let's let's talk about this a minute. You touched on something interesting. I think a lot of people think, uh, if they're familiar with the Indiana Jones films and they go on the attraction, they seem to think that the attraction is based wholly on the second film, The Temple of Doom. No, it's mostly based on the first
6: film, You know, in one way or another. Um, yeah, the, you know, there's a few uh, asides to that, but most of the little scenes that you pass through are, are reflections of the first writers. There right, is let's... definitely nothing from the fourth film in this. <laughs> 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 I didn't say that. That, that was not editorial.
2: <laughs>
7: There's so much I could say right now, but I'm not. Okay. I'm not. But so that he just killed that internet rumor of the re-theme of the indie. No flying saucers, no aliens, no crystal skulls. Right? Right. Okay. Okay. Moving on to our next slide. Yeah. So
6: after you get a few really cool ideas, they get antsy to figure out how it fits yeah. in. And Adventureland is the smallest footprint land here at Disneyland, and we're about to put the largest ride that's in the park in that land. And so, how did it fit? And as we showed you earlier, we we're still on the idea that we'd integrate the Jungle Cruise and the train ride around the park and the looping coaster, and then the troop transport, um, not sponsored by the the J people. We'll just call them the J people, the J people. The yeah. J people. and. Uh, So this was an early model with bob bernick doing the work on it here of how all that might look so you're looking in the lower corner there is the elephant bathing pool and then the uh you know and that's where you went in from the elephant bathing pool and then you came out uh just about where the trap safari or not the trap safari but the wrecked camp is right now.
7: we were talking earlier about you know the the size of disneyland you just made mention that the biggest attraction at disneyland is in the the smallest land in the park but Disneyland's size almost plays to its strength a little bit because you have to be so imaginative with well, things. I think Disneyland is the most
6: charming of all the parks because of that spatial wow. thing. Um, you know, today we know yeah, so much. When,
2: only have one yeah. yeah.
6: Well, you know, we know so much today that things get big like this arena, rather than all the cute things that we have here, like Carnation now, Fantasy Fair, and and things like that that are scaled back to when it was more personal, and so. I really enjoyed the challenge, and I said, well, even if it is an eighth of a mile from the treehouse out to the boarding of the ride, by the time you get there, you're going to be totally immersed in this world that is not Adventureland, but it's back in 1935 in the deltas of, of India. Yeah. Let's take a look at this next model. Now,
7: explain this to us. This
6: is where uh, finance started getting worried. <laughs> that they started to see the immensity of this. Uh, now, they was, started getting worried. Yeah, they got worried. Okay. Okay. okay, that's it. And so, conferences were held, and uh, we were, I think, kind of given marching orders to start thinking practical at this point,
7: yeah. So, then it evolved to this, Yeah. And that's, a, that's a pretty famous render. Yeah,
6: Chuck came on board, and we had a pretty tight, um, budget now and uh so we started saying okay what is it we can really do and so this was I think the rendering that locked in what you all know to be the um the queuing area the exterior the facade it's very really minor for such a big attraction you know to have that tiny little temple and I love that that it's rather unpretentious and then you keep going and going and it gets bigger and bigger and finally you're in this enormous thing so in a way I think it's actually more innovative than if you'd seen a big thing where it really per, you know uh, pretended to be what it is. This way you'd have no idea.
7: And Indy has some of the greatest concept renderings of, of the modern attractions. You just came from a, a show today at WDL. Yeah. Tell them a little bit about that.
2: Well,
6: um, it, we have a, a research library that has a gallery space in it and uh, today we opened at 3 o'clock a big exhibit on all the artwork from Indiana Jones, and Drew Struessen was there, who did the original poster, and a lot of the team, the producer, Susan Bonds, and so forth. It was really a great afternoon. So if I'm a little hoarse tonight, it's because I haven't seen you in 20 years. There was a lot of that going on this afternoon. But it's a great exhibit. If you know anybody that works for the company, and you can weasel your way in there. It's worth
7: seeing. You didn't hear that from Tony. No, Tony just didn't say that. That. Yeah, I, I will that be told not
6: memory. to say that at the second, you know. <laughs>
7: Look, all of a sudden the tent looks like the cone of silence. Yes, my microphone isn't working. That's right. Uh, Let's take a look at some of the other renderings. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
6: Okay, you all know this room, and it was uh, establishing the idea of how do we make people comfortable with waiting in line two hours? And uh, I thought, we need a, 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 sure. a gift or some way of saying, if you wait in line, you're going to get a reward that makes it worth waiting in line for two hours. So I thought, all right, let's go through all the things that would change your life for the better that you'd be willing to put two hours in on. I thought limitless wealth, eternal youth, or getting views of the future so you could bet on the, the next World Series, that would be pretty neat. You know? yeah. So I would be willing to work two hours in line to get those. And um, so we created that way. The only thing we had to do now was come up with some reason that nobody could ever get those things, or so we'd be out of business pretty quick. So we created this um, area that's, you know, uh, really, I think, worked very, very well in confusing people as to what was going on. I remember the internet when we, there was an internet or a buzz on it where people were um, writing in saying, I've been to the. Um, you know the future knowledge, and I've seen the wealth, but I've never seen uh, youth, you know, or whatever. No, no, I've been in that, but I haven't been there. So it was really intriguing for people trying to figure out how we had, had pulled that off. But this shows you some of the designs of how that experience would be uh, reconfigured depending on what door you had gone through.
7: Yeah, I, I never knew that that area of the attraction had a name—the Hall of Promise. Right. Yeah, exactly. That sounds very intriguing. <laughs> sounds good to
6: me. Just like troop transports. Yeah, that's
2: right.
6: <laughs> now this is, this. yeah, this is just indicative of, of course, someone in your car of 12, and I, you know, this way you can't see their faces, so you don't know who it is, but I can guarantee you that every single troop transport that's gone past Mara, someone, one of those 12, has looked into the eyes, because- All right, so how many of you have looked into the eyes of Mara? <laughs> okay, all right, so we have never had to give away one, all of promise, oh promise, God. ever. So you're all doing just what we thought you would do.
7: <laughs> so that's worked out very good for the, the health of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. Now this rendering though, there's something in this rendering that I love. Yeah. Indy is wrapped up in this snake, Can you see of all things. The, yeah, right there, again, snuck into the rendering. And this next one, what do we got here? The, the troop transport well,
6: is doing I just, what? Well, I didn't say all the things. I mean, once you did that, Forbidden act of looking into those eyes. There was all manner of things that were indicative of primarily the first film, but everything else. What you heard the guests say. There were bugs. There were snakes. There were you know skeletons and spirits, and uh, ultimately the dark guys. Uh, the, the the what do you call it? The booby traps. That was one that nobody said. Oh, booby traps. I would have thought that would have been an obvious one, but we. And of course, the biggest booby trap was the rolling ball, so that became the finale. And it was funny, for how many have been on uh, Countdown Dirk's Well, now it's called Dinosaur, right? Yeah. yeah. OK. That dates me. So some of you have been on that. That's the exact same ride track as Indiana Jones. And so when I'm riding it, I'm going, there's Indy at the gate, there's the dark people. There's so when Michael Eisner got to the end of that, there wasn't anything where you go down under where the rolling ball would be. And they got into the unload, he goes, where was the rolling ball? You know? <laughs> and they said, well, this isn't that show. And he said, I know, I'm just using that as a statement, that you need some big thing. So when you go through there the next time and you see the big tyrannosaurus come out at you, that's their rolling ball.
7: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, in this rhetoric, uh Alex was telling me about this earlier. The little boy driving the, the troop transport behind me. That looks like Shark Round from the from the second film. He has the little Yankees cap on, oh, and then the older gent in the back seat looks like John Hedge.
6: That could be too. Yeah, I think a great imagineer. True.
7: I'll have to ask uh, Chuck uh, when sure, I get back
6: up there. I've never noticed that myself. Yeah, yeah, These fans, and Alex is a fan like I am, are really keep you on your toes yeah. for hearing this stuff. I think he's right though.
7: So we've talked about the troop transport,
6: but let's talk about the ride vehicle itself. A rendering like that is what we did in order to give the engineers a framework of what the vehicle was gonna need to do. So what you saw there of the transport going down the stairway, we knew we weren't gonna go down real stairs, but we had to see if we could make the thing feel like you were going downstairs. So that was the start, and then George McGinnis, who has done countless ride vehicles here at Disney, um, he and Bob Burr were pretty much responsible for everything you've ridden from a vehicle standpoint. Uh, he most recently did the Americana cable cars up there in uh, Glen. Those are great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so George began developing the ride vehicle from an uh, aesthetic and, and uh, functional standpoint. And then we uh, went on to bring in Topper uh, Homer uh, who started doing these sketches that you saw one of that would demonstrate the vehicle doing a lot of really out-of-control things. And for the most part, we were able to get it to do these things. So on the next one, you'll see... Um, so we have the collapsing bridge. Yeah, we were able to do that. The molten yeah. lava. And to go off the edge of the cliff a little bit, yes, we were. However, we weren't always able to do everything. and. Um, you the, wanted to have boulders fall. Yeah, we wanted to have boulders falling on the car, and that... <laughs> You know, when we went in there, they told us no. (laughs) Uh, And it wasn't so much that we were going to hurt you guys. It was that we might damage the car, actually. We did, however.
7: Yes, tell tell them the story. I wasn't aware of this.
6: No, I was really uh, wanting to do this. I said, you know, no one's ever been able to have something fall. You either use rubber, rubber rocks or something like that, and it looks fake. So we came up that ice has the same consistency as real slate stone. And so we developed an ice machine. It was in the ride for about six weeks. Did anyone here get to see it when it worked? There are a few. This is like the Hatbox Ghost in terms of legend. (laughs) And uh, it worked great. And then it would hit. It would break into a smithereens right in front of the car, just like realize it was colored with tea. So it looked like uh, brown rock. And then it cascaded down into the pools at the bottom. And then the goal was for it all to be pumped back up. But it didn't uh, uh, melt. And so it became a jam up down there. And it just built up and built up until there were big piles. And none of the guys wanted to go in there and push it along. So um, they, they ended its life. And they said the ride is good enough without it. But it I really was neat when no,
7: we had it in there. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about the, the really unique uh, track system, if you will. Yeah, it's not really on a track. Um, the, the slot in the, in
6: the floor is a uh what uh, it transmits the data and the power on board but the, it's a four-wheel drive all the wheels are independent so we could literally curve them in and, and put the brakes on or we could swerve and slide the car back and forth so as you ride through that you are literally experiencing the, the driving commands that are individually uh, set out to each vehicle, so they're all slightly different, doing different things along the way. Right? Now you had
7: a name. You had a name for the vehicle,
6: the Enhanced Motion Vehicle. But so you also had a nickname for it. Yes, I did. Um, we did not. We did not know it was going to work, so uh, the company was really leery about having it attached to a Lucas, you know, project. So we came up with a name that, in no way, if it failed and we didn't do it, would be attached to Lucasfilm. So. Right we thought we were in the clear completely, so we came up with a name for this vehicle, it was
7: called the Thor Vehicle. And you can meet Thor over in Tomorrowland. <laughs> well now, tell us about this piece of footage we're gonna see of the Thor Vehicle. Okay,
6: before we could prove it out from an engineering standpoint, a bunch of us that are just closet engineers, uh, Jerry rigged a thing where we bought a truck and we put a off-the-shelf, Mall type simulator that you, you you saw these things in malls where you put a pay five dollars and you'd watch this little you know video uh, while you bounced around and so we bought one of those put it on the back of a truck and then put cardboard framework on it so it would look kind of like the Indy Jeep and this is what you're going to see right here is the Thor vehicle phase one. All right, let's take a look. The computers are riding behind. The- following part and now in terms of your life in this case it was based on the Jeep the uh, enhanced motion vehicle being able to follow that white line uh, painted on the ground so there's no slot in the floor or anything it's just following a white painted line like a little robot so the computers are really in the back of that little part and we blindfolded people and we played Sala's voice saying oh Indy we're about to go over the cliff and it was so convincing that after riding that, they gave us the go-ahead to go into production on it. You know, wow. so that was the deciding factor. That's really cool. i would never seen that before. Yeah, no no, neat. it was fun to ride, too, sure. to yeah. say,
7: please follow that white line, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn left. Don't
5: turn left. Yeah.
7: Well, now, let's talk about the, the, uh, the vehicle technology and the programming of it. Yeah, well, once they spent 18 months up in Valencia,
6: uh, in a secret warehouse building about a half a mile from a little theme park that's up there, you know, that's been around at 6 clouds, Yeah, you
7: know? something, yeah. And no. I remember when
6: it was perfected and they were confident it would work here uh, from 8 in the morning until midnight every day, uh, Michael got off of it, Michael Eisner, and said, we should go put flyers in the parking lot of that other park and tell them there's a better ride right across the freeway here than anything they've got. So that was kind of a neat feeling there. After that point, then we went into actually this show uh, work and the vehicles were brought down here and you can see Dave Durham sitting in the back right-hand seat there of the third row back. That is definitely the roughest seat on the ride and that's where everything was programmed from that seat and Skip Lang who's uh, giving him a sidewalk superintendent uh, way of telling him what to do. Every single thing that you feel, the first thing that was put in was the road noise. So the little pebbles and things that you're kind of rumbling over, they laid the, that bed in first, because it's glass smooth. It's just like this. Um, and so each thing was added. And I think David told me he wrote it about 2,000 times before he got all the inputs into it.
7: Yikes.
5: Yeah.
7: Yikes. Well, talk to us a little bit about this architecture. You, you mentioned it before.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, well, it isn't specifically any one
6: film. This is more like um, the delta region of India, uh-huh. and our thought was before you, we had it open a couple of days for private parties and stuff, where you could walk through it and down to the loading area, and they had some hosts in there just to get a sense of how people were going to move through wait, it.
7: Wait a minute! So they walked through the whole queue, yeah, and they then got they the didn't. load.
6: And our goal, and this is what was neat, is people were excited and thrilled just to get to do that, you know. And I thought, well, if you think about it, we we should develop as cool a thing here as you would actually experience going to Anchor Wat or any of the great temple regions of the Southeast uh, Asian uh, area, and uh, that's what we I think done. By the time you get to the loading platform, you've had a pretty good experience for the real world, you know. And at that point, then you get on a Disney quality
7: ride, and uh, we figured that was the. The way to take it over the top. Well, I'm, I'm trying to understand these previews. So they go through the queue line. Yep. They get to the loading area, and, then, and the cast member says, Psych? I mean, yeah. No, they tell them how cool the ride is going to be,
6: and we'll experience We want you all back here on March 3rd, <laughs> and I uh, won't it be cool. And I, I, you know, it was just like tonight that they were sold out well in advance just to get that little peek. And then, of course, the buzz, you know. Uh, it was good buzz, so it was a good good experience, yeah. We were so excited to see people in there, yeah. Let's talk about this uh, little relic here. Yeah, this is kind of controversial. This is, in, you know, in blood, this is the actual vehicle that was from Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's got all the accommodations for the stuntman to go underneath the vehicle, and you can see the, that brand that's a German car manufacturer that's not cheap. That's not cheap. Yeah, and it's, they're really cool vehicles. Um, it's been broken off by Harrison Ford. And to further this, there's a little golf ball right there. Now it'll be stolen now that i pointed it out to you. Uh, that you would only do if it was a movie prop. But when Steven Spielberg came out here, he absolutely was obsessed with the fact that it wasn't the one from the ride, but we picked it up in a prop shop in London and had it you know, shipped back here to the States. So uh, it's all made out of movie prop things. There's nothing about it that's a real truck. So you know, I hate to disagree with uh, a legend, but there
7: you are. <laughs> it's the real one. So don't try and jump in and have it turn over. It's yeah. not going to start. No. So.
6: All
7: right, let's move on to the Maraglyphics. Yeah, Europe. and
6: you all got a decoder card, I think, tonight. Now, was yeah. courtesy of Alex's great idea to bring that back. So the middle sign there says, "Beware the eyes of Mara," and we sort of set up in that uh, mural there the three opportunities that the the, the temple brings to life. And then over on the obelisk, this is the obelisk of doom, which shows you all the terrible things that could happen if you don't obey the rules of the temple. And and of course, a few people don't. And that great footage that we've got, we showed you at the beginning. You saw a bit about the two fountains there, so. I'm not going to tell you which one brings life and which one is death. So of all the fountains of Disneyland, this is probably the one you don't want to drink
7: out of. Nice meeting half of you tonight. Yeah, right. Now, there's also uh, kind of a cool thing on the wall behind the obelisk.
6: Yeah, if you look closely, there's a lot of uh, initials of team members. But the one that always puts a lump in my throat is the last one is a FW in Maraglyphics, and that was for Frank Wells, who had passed away right about that time, and
7: that was our little aside to Frank. Yeah. Now we have a real fun piece of footage that, again, I wasn't aware of, I, I hadn't seen before, which is kind of cool, but you, you attribute this to when you were going through your Sunset Boulevard phase.
6: Yes, this was in the show early on, and then uh, to accommodate more intense um, information about, you know, uh, safety, we had to trim it, so they took this out. But I was really into the musical Sunset Boulevard. I don't know, I this Norma Desmond thing and you know whatnot. So uh, Pam Fisher, the writer, listened to me ragging on about this this play. And so she wrote this Nora West character into the preso. So you haven't seen this for about 10 years now, I don't think
7: so. And also listen to the prediction about Major League Baseball yeah, at the end. Yeah. All right? Let's yeah. take, a, take a watch.
3: Louder. The <laughs> silent film store, Nora West, one of the temple's recent visitors. She chose
0: the fountain of eternal youth. No more matronly roles for Nora. Move over Jean Harlow. This jubilant
3: junior visited the chamber of earthly riches. Looks like his allowance has gone up.
4: Say buddy, could you spare a dime? How about a million of them?
6: Why, even Babe Ruth himself visited the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. He entered the Observatory of the Future. Now he predicts that baseball players will someday be paid millions of dollars a
3: year. <laughs> Perhaps even the vision of the gods is a bit blurred. Will it happen? Oh, <laughs> that Babe Ruth What a talked up figure that guy.
7: It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Now talk to us about Mara. And uh, you mentioned earlier about, uh, you know you, you did, you made it impossible for anyone yeah. not to look at it. Right, exactly, we had to. I would have had my
6: neck rung <laughs> if, if we had to pay off on any of those things. <laughs> so uh, we've got a fun little thing for you here. Um, we're gonna take you through the- Right, yeah. the
7: animatic. Explain to everybody what an
3: animatic is.
6: An animatic is in those days when there wasn't digital and uh CG and all of that. We actually had to put a camera down in the models and uh, move it through so you get a rough experience of what the ride would be like. You're going to hear Eddie Sato's voice, I think, narrating this, who uh, was working with us early on. And he's just got a great speaking voice. You know him uh, with some of the train announcements here at the park, now arriving from a trip around. That's Eddie. Yeah. And so he's going to take you through the ride. And if I have something to comment about on it, And remember, this was a setup to see if it was working in terms of a story thing and and getting across the idea that if somebody has really looked into the eyes and we're stuck now, trying to escape the temple. All right, let's take a look.
3: In the load area, we are greeted by the ride operator. I think you might recognize him. And load into Jeeps on both sides of the platform.
6: This model is about, you'd be this tall in the model, about six inches. As you
3: recall, the Jeep seats 12 passengers. Once loaded, guests head for the Chamber of Destiny where they will embark on one of three paths. (laughs) Icons above each door clearly show that the Jeep ahead went through a different door, either the path to future knowledge to your left or the road to youth to your right. Here we go through the center door depicting wealth. The idol at the end of the Hall of Promise will again be lit according to the door you pass through. The eyes explode in a fit of anger as someone has looked. Control of your vehicle is seized by the angry spirit and plunged into the Tunnel of Torment, which features a lightning decay special effect. This is the transition point. The entire feeling, character of the ride changes from a jeep tour to a wild adventure. We also transition from white to black light. At the gates of eternal doom, we see Indiana Jones for the first time, keeping the gates closed, allowing us to escape. This rendering depicts the kinetic feeling of the big chaos room. Here guests will see other vehicles, encounter dramatic special effects. Fire, steam explosions, falling debris, and a death ray from a huge skull as they try to escape. The scale of the room, 50 feet deep, 140 feet long, and 100 feet wide, will add to the sense of peril. The first high-speed portion of the ride will be through a rockwork grotto filled with mummies and a huge wind effect. After squishing through a room filled with bugs using a headlight projection effect, guests will get their chance to cross the perilous suspension bridge. The bridge ropes will sway and accentuate the motion of the Jeep itself. (laughs)
2: Leaving
3: the treacherous bridge behind us, sinister gargoyles seem to loom above. We ask ourselves, snakes, why did it have to be snakes? Suddenly, a huge animated cobra strikes out at us, the invaders of his lair. <laughs> Sliding wildly down an eroding bank, we enter the candlelit interior of the giant skull. Racing past the lava pit, we enter the dark rat cave, where we will use the motion basin steering of the jeep to its fullest extent prior to bursting through a projection of rats jumping into the vehicle. We blow through a crossfire of poison darts into a narrow cavern. Here, we see Indiana Jones dangling overhead. Suddenly, the giant ball is revealed, rolling toward us. To avoid it, we reverse and then dive beneath the rolling ball through a collapsing floor. Amidst a haze of dust and rubble, we survive, only to see a tattered but triumphant Indiana Jones exclaim, tourists, why did it have to be tourists? We laugh and hear the strains of the Indiana Jones theme as we move into the unload area.
7: I would have bought it. Yeah, I know. I think
6: whenever we're trying to sell something, we go, who could sell a snake's shoes? Uh, that was you know, Eddie's forte.
7: He was just really good at putting all the energy in it. Now, this attraction has one of the greatest finales ever. Yeah. And it's all about adventure and, and, and all of that. But it also comes with one of the great equations you guys used to yeah, use. Yeah, I don't
6: know whether I should share this with you, but there's a thing that always works. And uh, I kind of test my projects out on that to see if it's in, in there. And if it is, then we know we've got gotcha. you. And that is fear minus death. People's thrill, okay? <laughs> All of you want to get really close to that middle word without experiencing it, right? The closer we can get you to that, and see, I think one of Disney's hallmarks is we get pretty close to that without anybody worrying about it. So, yeah, if we can, we can do, do that, that, that's what I think generates thrill. It's one of those, as John Hench would say, those inborn things that you cannot erase.
7: Now, there was one fellow um, that uh, was pretty scared of this attraction, and you have yeah, met him. Yeah. Yeah, that, this it, was a, a Disney Channel. Yeah, Disney does anybody thing? remember a show on the Disney Channel called Disneyland Inside Out?
6: Yeah. And just... it was
7: hosted by a red-headed fellow by the name of J.D. Roth. Right.
6: And uh, tell us about that. Okay, so J.D. came out and he'd cited the whole thing out. And, and so he was really personable, really gregarious young guy. And then he says, I just have to tell you one thing. You're going to get one ride out of me, and that's all. I, I'm so frightened by this ride. I've already ridden it, and it took me like about two hours to calm down. I think I can go through it one more time. So while you're watching this footage, I'm worried that he's going to lose it in the middle of the ride. <laughs> and he's worried he's going to lose it.
7: So um, in, yeah, the, the best thing is, watch JD's face. He's faking it all the way yeah. through but watch Tony's face watching JD. And there's one particular moment in this video where you go, somebody's gonna lose it. Yeah. Ready? All right, roll it.
4: When last we saw JD, he and Disney Imagineer Tony Baxter were on a runaway troop transport through the Indiana Jones Adventure. Most amazing things about this ride is you never take the same trip twice. Computers actually decide your fate, changing the effects you experience every time. Okay, so there's fire up here. That's right. We've got fire. It's got falling off. and
5: it all has
2: to happen
4: every
7: 18 seconds. I'm kidding. There's someone else right behind us. All
6: these things have to happen in a movie. seconds no matter what you're
5: doing something in here is happening it is an incredible ride Woo Now this bridge right
4: here yeah how does the effect work
2: when we fall off? (laughs) Different movements that you can experience
6: on the ride. So
5: every time you go on the ride it's, it's gonna be different. That's
6: right, because the computer onboard this vehicle can kick
5: any one
2: of that Like that.
6: Right like there that, that yes.
3: Now we're going Whoa. into that very heart of
7: about bringing something like this from just the germ of an idea to reality well you know I won't Brian is an incredible artist
6: and this was a painting that we agreed we were going to try to do but one of the things I'm always really conscious of some other companies which will remain anonymous um, cheat a little bit and say this is what we're going to build and then you go out there and there's a name placard and a roller coaster or something but uh, we put this out there and I said it's really, you know, to all of our credit to try and deliver on this so that it, it fulfills the promise we've made to guests. So, if you look at that rendering, and then we'll cross off here to um, how it came out. I think we came pretty darn close to what we promised people we were going to be able
7: to deliver. So, I should say, yeah. I should say. So, uh, we're going to wrap up, but I think uh, I, I think I can speak on behalf of everybody here in the audience to thank you. And all of the great things I've been the University of here at Disneyland And if adventure has a name, it's Indiana, Indiana Jones Right? So Let's thank you everybody on. We're going to leave you with one last clip And we mm-hmm. hope you have a great night tonight Here at Disneyland Thank you
3: to new To the ultimate adventure more than a ride, it's real. Now your fears have a name. The Indiana Jones Adventure, new at Disneyland. Thank you to all of our valued annual pass holders for joining us tonight to celebrate the 20 years of thrilling fun and excitement of the Indiana Jones adventure. We hope you enjoyed this special presentation as well as the rest of your evening here at Disneyland.